0: Welcome to She Said, Let's, where we chat the tricks and treats of the business of film and TV. Shine a light on women who've empowered us. And dish on plot twists in our life we just had to say. Let's too. I am Kay of course. And I am Hannah. And today we have a very special guest As always, uh, writer, producer, director Alfredo Hernandez Ooh, Super
1: special, super, super special, special. <laughs> Yeah, I should
0: have added the super there um, If you asked him how we met, uh, he would tell a different story I don't remember um, Because the truth is, we have been at many of the same events And just never had a full conversation at said events We never. just kind of like introduced ourselves um, So one week I literally Literally saw him like three times, and I finally called him out on not remembering me. Who's Um, this bitch? uh, We did click immediately, I feel like. Uh, We were like an old married couple, like bickering and roasting each other, which I'm sure you will hear some of today. Um, And we are in so many of the same circles, and I'm always so happy to see him because then I know I'll have a great time
1: hello hello thank you for having me this is amazing and yeah um like she said we met at many occasions and i don't remember and she confronted me and then we went along with it so that was fantastic and we had a little love affair and then i hated her and then i loved her and now here we are
2: (laughs) yeah a little love affair, li- and then there was some love and hate in there. You know, got to sprinkle. That's a true friendship. Got to keep them on their toes. <laughs> yeah, that is a true yeah. friendship. He's
0: also a Leo. <gasps> you're a Leo? That, oh my Shut god. Shut
2: the wait. fuck
1: up. The look of realization. Of course, I'm a Leo. <laughs> Woo! Fuck When's yeah. your birthday? Oh August 17th. Of <gasps> course, you're an August Leo. Thank God. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here's the thing. I'm a scorpio I should have been a Scorpio, but I was like, no, like, let's do this. I'm
2: a Scorpio rising. Fuck
1: you. It was meant
2: to be I don't even know you (laughs) there's so
1: many handcrafts going on. This just
2: made my whole life.
1: (laughs) This is too much already. I love
2: it. What wait, why how were you supposed to be a Scorpio?
1: Because Um, he was born early. Yeah, I'm a premium. Yeah.
0: Well, normally we don't do this, but since this is your first podcast, right?
1: It's my very first podcast. Oh yes. my god! You're popping yes. your podcast cherry. <laughs> I'm a virgin. Oh, until today. <laughs> right. Yes. No longer a virgin. Super slut. Right. Well, uh,
0: can you give the listeners a run through of all the different hats that you've worn in the entertainment industry? Because you weren't always, you know, doing what you're doing now.
1: No, no. Um, let's see. Let's start out. Let's see with my resume. Um, Yeah pull it up please (laughs) Go to your
0: LinkedIn which you
1: Roasted me about Oh yeah, you were like calling me. She was calling me old and shit. Like, wait,
2: this is, why?
1: Because he still uses is it LinkedIn. It I is, use
2: LinkedIn. Thank
1: you. It's important. No, it's but
0: essential. in the entertainment you industry, you no. don't really use it.
2: No, I feel that's like that's I see so. a, say it a all good the time. amount of people on there. Some executives are. Yeah, on fucking LinkedIn there's a lot there. of connect,
1: executives so on there. So get it together. <laughs> I'm
0: talking about people who are like in the writing field. You. Know, oh no. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, which is <laughs> what he's in. So no, I am right.
1: Oh my god. Okay. Pulling up my LinkedIn, literally. Okay. I was an administrative assistant for a company called L.A. Reels. That was my big break um, into the entertainment industry. And I was just like a PA. I was like doing like cinematography and like handling the office thing and, and a little bit of sales and just here and there um and that's expanded to interning at sony for a month and then i quit because it was a thing and then just a little over like hollywood on the bus on the train like i remember i was like on in an internship for, like three hours just to get there so i would leave like around 5 a.m 5 30 a.m get there at 8 30 for the job where internship started at nine and then i would leave around three four to get home at seven like it's been a thing it's been a hustle And then PA on set, music videos, fellowships. Um, But the very first thing I did was um, I was uh, like a background actor for a feature film, a queer feature film, like early on, like three weeks after I told my parents that I wanted to do film. Um, And that was a whole other journey. Um, But yeah, just a little bit of everything on set, off set, PA. And then here we are today.
0: Yeah, but you've also been a showrunner's assistant, and so things in the writers' room. Correct? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because it, it took. And didn't a- you work
0: at like an agency or something? Yeah. Too?
1: So I worked at APA Talent Agency um, right after I graduated. Um, I was into the I, I was in the Outfest Fellowship program, Outset Fellowship program, and then through that there was a, a recruiter that came in to the class to speak. I was like, okay, great agency is the way to go. So I, I worked for APA Talent Agency for about seven months now. Now that's merged into a whole other Italian agency. Um, so they just announced that recently um then yeah and then since then around that time i met Moisés zamora who is a showrunner and executive producer for selena the series and then we met and he was like hey i really like you um let's talk went out for coffee like we it just was a natural thing she's like and he's like i'm promoting my writer uh my assistant to a writer come on and the rest is history and then wow here
0: that's so quick i love that yeah. that's amazing yeah
1: like it's just fucking weird when you just like match the people and yeah it's like when you know you just know and like this like this just feels really natural and like so yeah it worked out for me in that sense and he's been my mentor since day one
2: okay so since you worked in an agency and as an assistant in various capacities do you like have any horror stories or even just like interesting stories that would
1: stick out definitely i mean it's it's definitely very chaotic and it's very demanding and you're literally it's the entire life um me per se I, it was just me getting the full glimpse of how tough this industry is and how demanding these agents are and how competitive it is so naturally you come in, you better be ready um but Luckily, I didn't have the horror story. The worst thing I've seen was there was an assistant who was on the desk for about maybe five, six months. And this guy was just really sweet, really very bro-y, but he was just getting hammered by his assistant. Like, you're so stupid, you can't like even send out a fucking email. You can't send out these invites for these actors to go in and audition. Like, he just he just like freaked. And he had that for about, what, four, five, six, seven months? It was like almost close to a year. Oh my God. It was just I would degrading, quit it then. was degrading. And so eventually they came to a point where he had enough, went back to the mailroom, stayed there like for like a couple of months. And then around that, that time, I That sucks that people are pushing people yeah. down just because they're so awful. It's crazy. Um, there was this other guy, um, this other talent agency that I won't say publicly. At the time, the this so-called talent agent, um, he, he was amazing. And, and, and how he worked and his passion for being an agent for a talent agent specifically was incredible. And I'm like... I, don't, I, I, I love his personality. I love his tactic. I love his strategy. I want to model myself a little bit like him in terms of the structure and, and the chaos within the chaos. Um, but his assistants were dead ass tired. Like, we all have some way suffer anxiety at some point because of this industry. So I would see this specific uh, assistant just have, like, rashes all over his body. Oh, my God. Um, it's like, breaking it's out in so hives demanding. and shit. It's so demanding. It's very personal assistant stuff, very, like, business APA assistant stuff. Um, and it would all just mesh together. Like, he would start work at, like, 4.30 a.m., and then he get like weird random text messages from his boss and just be like okay like do this buy this uh, stroller build this like do it was just crazy buy this yeah. stroller literally yes. literally and so take care
2: of my child <laughs> <laughs> nanny
0: for me yeah. as yeah,
1: well
2: yeah you got child care <laughs> on that roster too man so
1: you have that um but then the best part of working at, at uh, you know the Italian agency was uh, there was this amazing agent who I met who you know became a mentor for the time because she really was considering me becoming Italian talent agent <laughs> Um and so of course that was it's amazing. a she. Yeah, of course it's a she. Um, yeah. which will line up to your next segment eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but at that time, I don't know if you want me to go into specifics now. Um,
0: is she your your person?
1: She was my person. Um, can I say the name too? Yeah, of yeah, course. Um, course. Lindsey Howard Parker, who is a, who is a literary talent agent at APA and is a partner. Um, she was a queer. She is a queer uh, talent agent, and so. I don't know it, it was it was like a late day at the town you I was like distributing some of the scripts and some of the not some of the scripts but some of the outlines of what they were going to sell and she just came over to me and she we had a conversation about like movies and what we loved and then I came back and I'm like hey does anyone have change for the bus that's when she knew okay this guy's a hustler because everyone was like coming from like this privileged like thing yeah. and I was one getting of the in their Mercedes like, when right, they go right, home hmm. exactly because that's what you expect when you hire folks because everyone's just like oh I know someone who knows someone so she figured that out. We had our first meeting and then we just went over like the whole industry. Like what is it like being Latina? What is it like to be queer? And she was just like just own your craft. Like you bring in a unique element that we don't have here. Use it. That's your advantage and you know like and I can see that you're going to be successful. And so yeah, she she was committed to me becoming an agent and I wanted to be her assistant when I was considering. Um but then I really decided I wanted to be a writer. I want to be creative cuz I couldn't live without fulfilling the dream. So here we are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So is she the person, you know, as we always say, this whole podcast is based around one question, which is what was something you were scared of doing that you said let's do because a woman empowered you to do so? And was she your person that like pushed you to do something different that maybe you might have not done?
1: Yeah, yeah. She definitely was my person to help me pursue what I wanted Um, because by the time I put in my notice, I was like, thank you so much for your mentorship. Thank you so much for your advice. Um, I'm committing to writing. I'm committing to the dream. Um, And I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to make it. But the fact that you were there to listen to me and listen to my problems and what it meant for me coming in, not knowing anyone, looking the way that I do, acting the way that I do, um, you gave me so much more than you know. Hey, you gave me so much more than you know. So um, I appreciate you. And, you know, I'll always love her to this day. She's just amazing. And she kicks ass. So, you know. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe she could be my agent one day. Yeah. Yeah,
2: she, she should be. be. We're manifesting that. We're
1: manifesting yes. that.
0: Yes, yeah. definitely. We're back with a Blank, <laughs> where we
2: choose a movie or TV show and decide which character we are and the backstory of why. This week, we'll be doing the YA drama, The Vampire Diary, the YA. Yeah, young adult. Oh, I thought it... Oh, okay. They're oh. in high school. Young adult. <laughs> the young adult drama, The Vampire Diaries. Set in the town of Mystic Falls where the supernatural seems to thrive. The show follows two very hot brothers who fall for the same girl, Elena, who in the beginning of the series just appears to be a pretty regular girl.
0: Yeah, so Alfredo, seeing as you co-created the writer's group, The Latin Exorcist, <laughs> we know you like spooky stuff. Um, so if you're one of these magical characters in the show, who would you be? And what is the backstory of why?
1: So I've always wanted to be Bonnie Bennett because she carried the entire show. However, because of my honesty, I think I'm more of a Caroline Forbes.
0: Oh, OK.
1: <laughs> um, save, Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. How does this even happen? Oh, <laughs> oh my, my God. God. It's Caroline Forbes. She's just it's legit God. like the best fucking friend. I so. agree. <laughs> She'll tell it like it is, and she won't like cut around to it, and she'll just get straight to the point. And then if you fuck her over, she'll kill you, which is best, and that's it. And <laughs> I, that's me.
2: But also, she goes like ride or die for the people that yeah. she gives a shit about. Like yeah. her friends, she will fucking cut throat and <laughs> will like. Oh, she's such a literally, badass. Literally, literally cut throat. No, literally, <laughs> like obviously whenever she's a vampire yeah uh, not when she's a cheerleader but
1: <laughs> oh when she went she, when she went full, full fucking vampire she just killed everyone which is amazing i, I love her little era moment where she was just like being super fucking psycho that was my era it. i know but yeah no, know she, she's the best friend that you want and you know i feel like I'm, I'm a pretty loyal person so like the people that i love like that's my thing um so you know hey let's be friends and we'll be carolines together so were you a
0: cheerleader uh, and <laughs> i wanted to be a cheerleader
1: <laughs> I, I was a manager for the varsity and uh what's that other j varsity basketball team junior varsity i, I was just yeah. like shooting I, I wasn't a manager i was like just shooting like the video um, but i caught myself the manager and that was me being a cheerleader because they were all attractive jocks and oh you know, yeah true. Oh, fuck yeah
0: amazing. you really got the end then oh
1: my god <laughs> <laughs> and, and everyone was really attractive, really cute, and I had like my cute little gay high school moment. Where we're just just like, like the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, hey. So, but yeah. So, I kind of was a cheerleader. Yeah, but I was a cheer.
0: What do you think you would do if you were Caroline? Like, what's an example of something that's happened in your life where you were like a Caroline because of one of your friends?
1: So, you know, again, like whatever I could do to help the people that I care about, you know. Just hit me up and just text me and we'll figure it out together.
0: Yeah. So everyone hit him up that knows him (laughs) and ask for favors. That's what he's saying. He's saying everyone reads whatever you need.
1: I'll read everyone's scripts. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone oh my god get hundreds like of scripts Here, let of me put uh,
0: we'll <laughs> put, put the email so many <laughs> emails <laughs> put his email in uh the description of the podcast no
2: big deal
1: and then this is where i delete all the accounts yeah yeah yeah, like yeah.
2: every hour on the hour you must read something new <laughs> <laughs> it sucked it was great no <laughs> breaks <laughs>
0: well hannah since you're also caroline you might as well say why you are caroline as well
2: okay so whenever first of all blonde <laughs> so let's really just start oh there. my <laughs> god like yeah blonde i don't uh, know if you look more like her
0: than alfredo though. you know
2: i,
1: I, I look mean? more Tw- like i don't her. know twins.
2: I, I think alfredo might take the cake on that one <laughs> listen <Maybe>. to it <laughs> twinsies twins, twins.
1: Wait, look at that look at that twins and cast I him in the
2: reboot <laughs> we all see the resemblance obviously duh yeah. um okay yeah first of all She's like, I think, the only blonde woman in the show. So that immediately drawn to her. Um, Also, the fact that she is a ride or die best friend. Like just for all of her friends, specifically Elena. And she just wants to protect her and make sure she's making the right decisions. And I feel like I do that with all of my friends. I'm very much a voice of reason and i feel like everyone a lot of the time not to like toot my own horn but a lot a lot of my closest friends come to me for advice or if they need something or if they just need somebody to like bring them back down to earth um and i also will ride or die for all of my best friends around me at any given point in time um unless they're wrong (laughs) If you're wrong, I mean, I'm going to tell be- you that you're wrong. That's being you're a good wrong, friend bitch. too. Yeah. It, so it, I just, I relate to her on the aspect of the friendship and being loyal because I, I hate liars. That's my number one thing. And I, if you have good people around you, you keep them around you. And my friends have become my family over time. Like I don't have friends. I have family. <laughs> like I have different members of my family
1: so cute oh that was a great bow tie like that was so cute Aww. right
2: and i would murder for them
1: <laughs> we're psychopaths
2: mm-hmm. alfredo just wants to be with
1: klaus oh my oh, god that's yeah, yeah that's why that's sexy that they had at the fucking klaus. tree holy shit i die but it wasn't even him it was michael trevino it was like eh. oh no, it, was, it wasn't michael trevino or no it wasn't what are you no, talking no, it was about klaus. No, no we it was did klaus. we get no we, but they, they had a whole moment too right Oh, maybe
0: they? I can't. There's so many fucking Caroline seasons and Michael Trevino's character.
1: Don't okay. First of all, don't shade them. <laughs> okay,
0: they mixed and matched everyone wow. together, just like they Riverdale. Did. CW yeah. shows love to do that. They like yeah. make they love everybody to go with make
2: everybody it else. very incest. It's yeah, very incesty. <laughs> it's yeah. a sex
1: family. <laughs> okay. Would you be a vampire or a werewolf?
0: A vampire. Why? Yeah. Because I wouldn't. The fact that I would have to rip up, first of all, I like to wear nice clothes. I'm not gonna rip <laughs> out of my clothes to be a werewolf. That's ridiculous. And also, I don't want hair all over my body. I already can't stand when hair's all over me. Hair's always on me, and I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Like for animals, dog. hair's always in my eyes. Yep. Uh, there's always something in my eye. Yeah. I would go nuts if my coat wasn't clean at all times. What am I gonna get, groomed as a werewolf?
2: And
1: you get to sparkle.
2: I. So. Yeah. I would also wanna be a vampire because I already have two wolves here and then I would True. turn them into vampires. And okay. be, it'll be a vampire wolf mix. That's right. <gasps> wow, that yeah. could be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Vampires, yeah, we're could, a vampire family. It could be dangerous, but you
0: know what? That's how we break the curse. You might have to kill them if they attack you. All of a sudden, it's just murder a
1: never, murderer. I would murderer.
0: let them rip me apart. <laughs> yeah, she's dead. <laughs> Bye. Okay, anyways, um, <laughs> who, who, I'm gonna be- Who are you okay? I'm gonna be Stefan, <laughs> or I am Stefan, Salvador. Um, in writing this
1: Salvatore, she said Salvador, Salvadorian
0: that's because i I prefer Salvador.
2: <laughs> Is that Paul Wesley? Yeah, or okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Damon is uh, Ian Summerhall.
2: that's his name yeah yeah
0: okay um, so writing this made me want to go back and re-watch this whole show but that would take a fucking decade because as I mentioned this was on for literally about a decade it seems like yes but Stefan seems to be like we think he's kind of like the hero of the story I feel like in the beginning but we end up finding out about his sordid past which you know is, is was a little bit of a shock to me, but I was glad about it. So I've been dealing with this a lot lately where people like see me and make up kind of like uh, who they think I am based on like, you know, how friendly and like helpful I am and stuff without knowing that I have like an immense darkness within me <laughs> and not the greatest past either, just like him. So uh, now let me say I was not out there murdering people uh so not just street (laughs)
2: racing no no one come
0: for me about that um in cold blood like he was not yet but you know i was doing a lot of self-sabotaging behavior i believe so i can relate to that and then elena can barely believe i always say elena even though i know it's elena uh can barely it's believe we know
2: someone named Elena who I, spells her name that way. I know
0: everyone I know named Elena spells their name that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. I've never el- met an Elena. I've,
2: I've never really? met somebody named Elena and has spelled it E L E N A.
0: I know, it's weird. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's weird. I think it, like, I've it's a beautiful E-L-A-I-N-A. I have yeah. a friend named Elena that spells it that way. But um I think it's interesting that she can like barely believe the history herself when she ends up falling for him. And I think After being with bad boys for a million years in my own personal uh, life, that I will probably settle down with a nice person like such as her. Although I did love her doppelganger, Catherine. Oh my god! Like I loved her. Like I would have loved. That definitely would have been like my past. Boyfriends, or I girlfriends, rehearsed her whatever. lines
1: in the mirror, dude. Like, it was, I was so devoted to that character. She <laughs> was the, best. She was, so the she
0: was, best, she was such a bitch, and that must have been so fun for the actress, too. Yeah, for her to play, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's kind of cool in the show, too, how a lot of them got to play like well, different also, versions of themselves. You
2: have to think about this as like this was late, like late 2000s, early 2010s. Nina was like 18, 19. I think she was 17 whenever she auditioned for that role. Shut up. She was very young. And like this wasn't her first big thing because I think Degrassi was the first big thing yeah, that she, she was in. Yeah, she did Degrassi in. there. But this was like the thing that really shot her career off. So playing that type of or that type of depth within a character and like the difference between both the characters had to have been like, whoa, okay. Like kind of culture shock almost
1: it was very much a meaty role because I mean you're asking her to be very innocent and very doe eyed and then all of a sudden she contrasts to you know this like cold hearted multi-layered vampire who's just had so much abuse throughout her life and then you break her down through her role as the doppelganger and it's like what are the generations before that and before that um, and then eventually yeah. kind of just was too diluted to have the whole doppelganger role but yeah
0: yeah, yeah. I was a little bit over it after a, <laughs> after <Yeah>. a couple <laughs> seasons I was like alright yep we get this we're we're, we're aware but we get um, why you're
1: talented and we love you so yeah you know, of we're hire shout you out one Nina. Day. Hi yeah. Nina.
0: But um, another thing about Stefan is that he has somewhat of like a savior complex. I think because he feels guilty about all the things that he's done in his past. So he always tries to protect people from things or even people such as like him not wanting anyone to be close with Damon for like (laughs) I I always just think that's kind of funny that he just like shafted his brother from he was like no one talk to him like don't hang out with him not even just because it was her falling in love with him. It was like for everyone.
2: It's such a. Like sibling dynamic, though. I like, mean, I wouldn't know. No, it, but it is. It's like, ugh, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah, why are also, you in my space? Why are you trying to like one up me in front of all of my friends? Let me write in my diary. But on also, on dear diary, today Damon, <laughs> Damon tried to get Elena to fall in love with him again. <laughs> when will it be me? <laughs> but also, <laughs> also, it was show. valid
0: though. Because Damon was a monster, as we no, saw. No, I yes. Yeah.
1: He was a hurt puppy. Okay, leave him alone. He
0: had plenty of time to fix that. Okay, he's been alive for hundreds <laughs> it's of fucking okay. years. There's it's okay. literally I love no I love you, excuse. Damon. I
1: love you, Damon Salvatore. You're mine.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I would totally. If I had a brother like that too, I would be like, no one hang out with that. I have a he's type. He's the fucking worst. <laughs> So if I was immortal, I think I would be doing this even more than I currently do because there's less risk involved in like protecting people. You know what I mean? Like you could like jump off a cliff and you're like, I might not die. So it's fine.
2: You know? And you can run fast. So if you fuck up, you can just, Bounce on out of there. No commitment. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we are back with one of our favorite segments called How, How Did, Did We Get, Get Here?
0: Here? So we're going to take a scenario, occupation, inciting incident, etc., from a TV show or film and imagine what it would be like if we were the characters. Okay. So Selena is a semi-autobiographical limited series on Netflix, of course, based on the queen of Tejano music herself. Selena Quintanilla from her humble beginnings to her untimely death
2: so Alfredo Mm. since you worked on this show if Mm. you were to become a famous singer at a young age what kind of artist would you be what would be your backstory to fame and who would you bring along for the ride with you would your artist name just be Alfredo the more fun you have with this the better make it as like crazy ridiculous
1: as yeah definitely alfredo we'll stick with alfredo i feel like that's just my staple since day one and the odd backstory of that name is just that's what they would call my dad and then unnaturally his name is anselmo but they call him alfredo for some weird reason and then just give it to me because they didn't know what to name me because they didn't have a name and i was a preemie so yeah boom. oh yeah so there's that so I'll just stick with that go with that um and then i get the whole italian pasta thing so boom it just it just worked just just remember
0: do you love alfredo I do love
1: chicken Alfredo. Oh, my fucking God. Have you, f-
2: have you had Alfredo the way that it is supposed to be made by the Italians? No.
1: Hannah is Italian. But I love Italians, so... <laughs>
2: it is... I, I just recently, like, learned how to properly make Alfredo, and it's the easiest thing in the entire world. It's literally just, like, parm and butter. Shut up. And, like, salt and pepper. Okay. Easiest thing ever. I'll send you a video of it. Please, it, please. And it looks... So much lighter than the actual like
1: cream. Yeah, because I'm just afraid it's, it's gonna be so fat. It's very it's like heavy, healthy, and rich, and I need to lose a yeah. pound. I, I eat you. too much. I got you.
2: I'll send you the video.
1: Okay. Okay. So, mm. Okay. So I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've talked. We're to. hungry Mom. in this podcast. Mom. Um, let's see. Yeah, totally. My name is Alfredo. My backstory is I come from a humble little town called North Hollywood in the Valleys. So eight one eight. I'm a Valley girl. Um, keep my roots. Um, my family still does what they do They have a cute little stand um, in Arlita Where they sell Oaxacan food So I'll keep that, that's a staple um, And then in terms of the genre that I have um, I'm very I don't know how would you describe What I'm listening to right now um, But I'm a very big Uchi's fan I don't have the voice for it please tell me but, but this
0: is a, this is this girl. is a make-believe so, so you I, okay, could have so the what, voice what, for it okay, you know so, what I mean? oh like, legit oh i'm possible. a star okay yeah. great
1: so yeah her shit i will take her music i'll take her voice and I just apply it to myself and then i'll just like wear the like the bombest fucking makeup and there we go alfredo alfredo Uchis. there you go that's oh, me you're actually oh, gonna no, use the last my. name <laughs> so change my. that alfredo Uchi's. that's me hi
0: Okay, so what would your shows be like? Like, if I were to come to one of your shows, what would would be going on? TV shows, music shows, yeah, yeah, like Um, super
1: ethereal, weed everywhere, cocaine everywhere, ecstasy everywhere, people fucking in the bathrooms. Um. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Is this
2: like an EDM type vibe? Not EDM
1: vibe. It's like very like slow, ethereal music. Um, It's very uh, much like fucking music, (laughs) like
2: Dominic Fike. Cal-
1: yeah, yeah. caliuchis um i love a little bit of eddie Zuko. he's fucking cute as hell. if you don't know who he is look him up he's gonna be big one day so um, who
0: would you bring with you to give you that support like along along the way you know uh, everybody my, has my their own little entourage.
1: One. straight up my sister's day one she's my baby we're like 12 years apart so i like quote unquote raised her that's my thing i take my kid everywhere so that's my thing because i just wanted to experience what it's like to just see the world number one Number two, I take the roomies because we're cinema freaks in the house. Like, it's super nerdy. It's super geeky. So my friend Manny's a writer. My friend Brian loves physical production, um, and he wants to be a DP. So I take them for the B-roll, um, and they're a great support system. And then I take my other good best friend who's leaving for grad school. Her name is Karina Lopez. No, I just make fun of her. Um <laughs> Her name is Karina, um, and she's my best friend from day one. She's helped me out through so much of the crap. She's, she's like the one that I would love to talk to when I have like some shit going out. Um, and then that's it. That's really all the people that I need. I like to keep my circle small and close. I mean, it's so, a bus. So yeah. You're not going to mean- have a ton of people. <laughs> <You're not> gonna- <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's literally my circle. And, you know, these are amazing folks. They're my writer dies. So, I think with them, I'm complete. Oh, and then my other good friend, Fani. And Jenny, they're the crazy ones that you want to take, like, to a party and hang out and be stupid. Right. then have a good time, like, for sure. Like, we'll just get drunk.
0: What about you, Hannah?
2: I was kind of going back and forth in my head of, like, what genre of music I would want to go into and kind of going back to my roots. And now that I'm hyper fixated, I mean, I'm still hyper fixated on Bad Bunny that's not going to love Bad Bunny. shut the love... fuck up what's
0: the deal i don't get it it's because we went to mexico and i like made her listen to all <laughs> you know, it's,
2: that's literally what yeah. it was yeah for my it, birthday it was a trip to cabo changed my life but i'm not going to go that route i'm going to bring it back to my roots and go like a country route because i've also been hyper fixated on country music recently because i also went to stagecoach this year and i was shut like oh up. fuck this is fun as shit <laughs> Um, and then it made me realize like, oh, I actually, I do like country music, but because I grew up listening to it, I just wanted like as far away from it as possible. Yeah. So in this case, I'm going to be a country pop singer. Okay. Kind of like a Shania moment, kind of like a Carrie Underwood. Oh, Carrie Underwood, that vibe. I love, I the thing that I don't really like about country artists a lot of the time, specifically the male country artists, is they just stand there. Oh, cleansing. yeah, it's because
1: it's very masculine, and robust and like oh. it is.
2: But like you see Luke Bryan up there, he's drunk on stage and he's just fucking raging. And then the the women of country music, Carrie Underwood puts on a fucking oh, show. Yeah. Shania Twain puts on a fucking show. The outfit changes. Carrie Underwood flew over a crowd one time with like wings. Shut on. the I'm fuck like,
0: up. Oh, yeah. This a is production.
2: insanity. So I would like to go that type of route where the music has some sort of meaning behind it in terms of lyrics and it's not just we're gonna get drunk and fuck in the back of my truck. Like <laughs> <laughs>
1: but beers. That's nice too. Guns
0: but trucks. I
2: wanna bring in like the dirt road aspect yeah. and like the grunginess of like dirty and gross and like redneck hick country that's hot. with a like fun pop twist. Yeah. Have the cowgirl hats, the boots, all the fucking glitter i want to throw ragers where people can just have a good time and get drunk and just not have a care in the world that's fun that's and, cool but like that be a safe space yeah. so if i if i were an artist i would go that route i think i would just use my name because okay. i don't i don't have anything that's creative for that yeah. what am i going to call myself
0: the
1: i don't know cowboys and so glitter
2: that's a- <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> but I feel like Cowboys what's so. Litter, that could be an album title. True. There, you, there churl, you go. That's my first album. <laughs>
1: Woo, we found Cowboys it! And glitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and it's like what's so great about female country artists is they're the ones who really talk shit. I feel yeah. like they talk so much shit about if men and they're just Kelsey like.
2: Ballerini. Her,
0: well, yeah, I've listened to many of them.
2: Oh my god. So much fun, but like real raw authentic oh man our shit like, I, I shoot want, you I'm with my shotgun yeah. if you <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i remember when she came out on uh carrying it when she was in uh, bust your windows american out idol. oh my god yeah american idol uh, she fucking hit the mark her and fucking kelly clarkson dude uh, yeah <gasps> i remember I, I remember that and i was like what is this gay boy like watching and i was like fuck yeah we whoever these people are, are gonna be amazing all right what would yours be
2: Kay? So
1: I thought long and
0: hard on what my name should be. Uh, but considering that Kay Broach is already pretty damn cool of a name, uh, yeah. I decided to stick with that. Uh, I think the artist that I would be most like would be Halsey but with more of like a Tovlo, Fletcher, Banks, like dancey vibe added. Cause Ooh, I feel like Halsey cool. doesn't really that's like cool. dance that much. Um, and dance is super important to me when it comes to a musical artist because, duh, we all grew up during a time when everyone had to dance to be a singer, you know, like that was like the number one thing. Like, now you know, all popularity. Those, yeah.
1: if you don't
2: know the bye 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 dance and you're a 90s baby, stop listening now. I don't yeah.
1: know the bye 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 dance. I'm going to leave. Bye. Thank yeah,
2: you. Yeah. yeah, Cool. You nice would, having you. Would you would know it. You would know it.
1: <laughs> I think uh, I need to watch it. The one they do know was Bad Romance. I was practicing that shit from like day one. That oh. was that, I mean, yeah, that's also that counts. Yeah. That counts.
0: Yeah, so I would be discovered in a dance studio And then some boss ass bitch Because I'm gonna Usually all the stories are like Some man found me in a mall or something But I wanted to be like A woman who finds me um, Would discover my talent And then send me to vocal training Because I was just a dancer at that point Uh, But then my mom would be all No, we can't afford this And then one of my tias would be like I'll pay for it, I believe in her Some shit because that is what happened with some of my things that I wanted to do when I was younger. My mom, like, couldn't afford, like, artistic things. So then, like, my aunt, for instance, like, bought me my a flute when I wanted to play the flute. That's and so cute. It's funny because I didn't know any oh. of this when I was younger. Like, I found out later yeah. in life that, like, it was the rest of my family, Shut like, up, supporting really? me. Yeah. Yeah, my mom... Didn't have this like is any also money. reminding me Poverty. of things
2: that like could have been added into my backstory. Like whenever I took um, fiddle lessons growing up, well, I really fiddle. wanted to you learn could, how to play the fiddle. I don't could, know why. You could
0: play the fiddle as a yeah, country I artist.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm changing my story a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna say that I played the devil went down to Georgia, but a female version <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> on the fiddle, and that's how I was discovered.
1: Okay. a star is born everyone A star is <laughs> oh, born <God. laughs>
0: so okay, when i became famous later of course i would pay back my tia tenfold you know mm. um and support her kids or whatever it may be and my first single would be called like the letter because if you have ever met me in real life i will shake your hand and say i'm k and then someone will usually go kate or like something like that and i'll go no k like the letter
1: do you get that a lot like, yeah really? every single time Everyone's i introduce like, myself who? to someone because really? they
0: don't they don't understand that like that's a name
1: yeah you know <laughs> that's weird yeah well, like because yeah you told me k and i was like K, K.
0: yeah
2: you ever heard of k jewelers
0: <laughs> yeah that's a great example
1: <laughs> there you go <laughs>
0: So then the whole song would be about how a singular letter K can mean like so many different things if sent to someone. Um it's like the ultimate no-no to send that like in a text, you know, with a like period. just K. Well yeah, cuz that's with a period. Well yeah, cuz that's my name is K dot. Uh-huh.
1: So you have this down. I I mean, I oh know. Oh my god, she's like <laughs> I know I always wanted to be a singer.
0: Um I mean, no, I just made this up like this morning, Uh, but, you know, just she's creative. That's it. Yeah, she's a writer. She creates for a living. She's She's a writer. She's a performer. Yeah. So I despise getting a K in a text as many other people do, but now it signifies something different to me, which is like the many different parts of me, you know? because it can mean different things so as far as who I would bring along with me I would definitely have my roommate Braxton as my stylist he does that for a living Mm -hmm. and he basically every time I like leave the house I'm usually like should I wear these shoes or those shoes he basically like does it for me anyways Um, my friend Anna would definitely be like my life manager she doesn't have manager experience so she wouldn't be my like Main manager, you know what I mean? Uh, Because she wouldn't know all the businessy stuff of (laughs) that. No, Anna.
2: Anna. Anna. Yeah, yeah.
0: She lives in Chicago right now. Yes, yes. Um, But I do want to creative direct like my own shows or have someone who is like extensive background in music dance and theater because i do think like halsey she always kind of makes like stories and stuff out of her stuff i would definitely have a visual album for every single thing that i did Mm -hmm. um yes and so and as much as i would want to have a lot of friends with me touring i think I wouldn't want to because I am very focused on work and I feel like I wouldn't be focused on work if I had all my friends with me. And also I do not like to be around people for a long, extensive period of time. So I would end up hating everyone that came along with me if it wasn't just for work. Yeah. So. Are you
1: down with conflict? Like I'm super down, like I'm super comfortable with conflict, which is also a red flag that I have. But like, <laughs> <laughs> therapy. Um, but like, I. Yeah, you're right. Like you're so stuffed with people on the bus, but it's like that's eventually a point you have to overcome with all your friends. So I'm just like, yeah, fuck but it. you don't
0: have to. It, boundaries. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't have to be around them all the time. No, for the, sure. And a lot of the conflict that would come would only be because you were in that scenario, not because like you actually had. Problems, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. I I'm down with conflict, but I don't like to create it for 100%. unnecessary reasons. One hundred percent. And I really think it's much easier for me for like to have professionals doing stuff because I feel like when it's your friends, they think they can get away with shit more than you know because you're friends or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And I don't want to deal with that it because can become
2: more of like an entitlement thing rather than a I'm here to help. It's yeah. like, uh, oh, I know I can get away with this because mm-hmm. this is, oh, don't, don't you know who this person is? No, like, yeah. no, 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 don't. Uh, I don't that like that. Becomes I don't like that becomes no. a disrespect thing.
0: Well, and unfortunately, everything does need to be about me because it's my right. tour. It's so, my so, so, it's, right. so
2: it's like. <laughs> the I, world also, is okay. Like, another kind of piggybacking off of that, um, it I feel like once you get to a certain level of success is whenever you really find out who your real friends are. And who the ones who have been fake the whole time are, because then it's it gets to a point of like, are they here for me or are they here for everything that comes with it and are to like here to leech off of one hundred percent? Yeah. We well, luckily, I already know who right. all of my real friends are, so I yeah. would never bring anyone that I was like. worried. I know. About but that I'm, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. like more often than not. That right. happens. Yeah. Yeah. When especially people decide business. to
0: just put yeah. all of those people around them. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, I would have people that I trust and whatnot. And I think I would probably add some production people maybe that I kind of knew, but not that we're like best friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, business is business. Even like a photographer maybe that I already knew yeah. or someone like you said, like taking video, like a DP or something who can yeah. take like tour videos and stuff. That would be fine, especially because you're not always around those people either. Um, so, yeah. That would be mine,
2: but I definitely
0: need my alone time, which is almost impossible to have on tour. Same. Well, now that we've become stars, (laughs) it's time to go back to (laughs) praising ladies in our lives. Grammys. So (laughs) next we have Let's let's Hear hear It it For the The Girls.
2: Woo! So since we love to end on a positive note, Let's Hear It For The Girls, the segment where we shout out the female identifying people in film and TV that you, the listeners, should know about.
0: These are the emerging or maybe slept on creatives that you can support and check out in the future. So Alfredo, who are some of these individuals in your life that you're saying let's to that are killing it right now? And why?
1: The person that I definitely want to give recognition the most is not an emerging creative, but she is a powerful and talented woman. Claudia Forestieri, um, who did the Gorita Chronicles um, on HBO Max. Now Max, our favorite word.
0: Yeah. Which we also had Francis <laughs> Fuster on. Uh, episode 20 who (laughs) worked for her
1: the worst branding decision ever made but
2: i couldn't agree with you more
1: claudia at the time when uh she was in the selena room with myself and Moises zamoran and the rest of the writers group uh the writers team and they were just an amazing support system it was queer it was latino it was brown it was beautiful and that's the ideal writers room that's what made that room so special because everyone there was clearly talented in their own game and it was just a very welcoming and open environment for us to just not talk about our stories, but our passion for her and how that connected us as creatives and as people overall. Um, and so when I have my own room, I would love to at least try and replicate that. She was very supportive and she's still extremely supportive and she's a mentor to mine as well, to, to myself as well. So, um, you know, any endeavor that I have or any script or any time that I, that, that I have a moment to, to ask her about anything, she's there um and so i I respect her so much you know she's a hustler she kicks butt she was a journalist before and she's an award-winning journalist and then that transition over to tv so she knows her shit um and so that's the first person that comes to mind alejandra Castro castillo um and this is another friend from that same room um who was that writer who was that assistant who became a writer um, she's very passionate. She's very giddy. She's, she's just very open to people. Um, she's very welcoming. She lends a hand, um, whenever anyone has a question. Um, and it's not that as writers, we don't, but I think that as creatives overall, again, we're very much focused with number one, focus with number one ourselves. And so she takes any time of her day to just help you with your need. And even the smallest thing goes a long way. Um, and you know, she, she texts me, she checks up on me. I'm terrible at doing that for other people, but she makes sure that I feel like I'm taken care of to a degree. Um, and so I remember those moments when you just text and say, Hey, what's up? How are you feeling today? And, um, yeah, she, she's the best. So when she gets her show, hire me. Um, but also when she gets her show, um, you just expect quality from her as a person and as a creative overall.
2: Alfredo, what are your next endeavors and what can people look out for of yours in the near future?
1: Right, so um, I don't know if you people who are listening know, but I am the co-founder of The Latin Exorcist, which is a writer's group started about a little bit over a year ago. Um, and these are just writers that expand to creatives, EPs, et cetera. And uh, we just wanna make sure that we are a funnel, a proper funnel for Latinx creatives, and others, um, so that they can become alumni, have these opportunities and network and become writers, showrunners, DPs, et cetera. So part of what you can expect from that and on is just more opportunities, um, in terms of just our group meetings, it's, we meet once a month. Um, so that's our little support system. But beyond that, we were sponsored more recently by black, black. we were sponsored most recently by black magic. So we have our, you Know our camera ready to go. So, uh, one of our other co founders, Ricardo Martinez, is an amazing guy. It's myself as co founder, um, Ricardo Martinez as co founder, and then our founder is Jose Chavez, another fellow writer. Um, we met over me and Jose met over the years through um, the CBS Pipeline Challenge uh, during the pandemic. Um, we met, we didn't really socialize, but we knew of each other. Um, we met through La Lista, Ruben, um, mm-hmm. so that, that we both know, and he was like, Hey, let me start a writer's group. Um, I wanted to help out. I knew this was something gonna be something big. I knew the possibilities of what this could be I was like, let me see what I can do and help Ricardo and I came in and then the name and the branding developed um, And then Ricardo was like, hey, I know these folks um, Let's see what we can do with them Maybe they can provide us with like a small pocket cinema camera and then cut to now um, We we have our our camera actually came in on Monday um, that weekend we shot a promo for us with a couple of other uh pockets in the cameras that was given to another organization and we collaborated it was just like we met on a friday
0: it looks so good we from all, what i've seen dude, so far it looks it so good. it was
1: crazy it was like a weird production it was like on a friday we met he's like hey alfredo we've been talking about the concept forever are we having a meeting on friday preliminary Tuesday, we had our crew meeting, and then by Friday, I sent out the call sheet. So it was like a four or five day like planning. It was like very immediate, very raw. And then weekend, we were shooting. Like Holy It was all shit. in the span of a week. And so I was exhausted, but the result of the video was amazing. So once we have that out, stay tuned, everyone. Yes,
0: follow Latin Exorcist as well, so you can keep an eye out for that.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have a great team. Um, and I'm very grateful that I have all these pieces coming together, um, not just for myself, but for other people, again, because I'm all about lending a hand and, and helping other creators grow. Yeah, yeah. bringing yeah. other
2: people up. Yeah. of course. That's, the, that's what this is all about. Yeah.
1: And so become a member. Join us. And when you have your film, um, we can help you out with, you know, the resources that we have. Um, and see what we can do in terms of editing, et cetera. So that's number one. In terms of what and you can... also
0: look out for the in-person events, which I just attended one the other night. Yeah.
1: Night. Um, in terms of what you can expect from me, um, I do a little bit of everything: um, writing, PA, audio, et cetera. Um, but generally speaking, I work from time to time uh, for the for. For channel kindness which is a subsidiary of born this way foundation um you know it's totally free it's it's just a thing that i love to do but essentially as a reporter i highlight people who are doing good in the community so i have my roster of folks ready on all online i'm editing my first interview now which has taken forever but i should be able to release it within the next two to three weeks um, we are highlighting Diego Garrigo, who is a former MMA boxer and drag queen now. Oh my gosh, um, and amazing, so incredible. It's cool, it's really cool. And so you get to see a glimpse into his world and you know what he went through growing up as a kid. Because this guy has been an amazing, incredible guy. And he loves to give back to the queer community. So um, his way of exploring masculinity was through drag queen. Um, and he started that off through therapy and then it just became a concept. He took it and he embraced it. Um, and so having that guy launch... Um, all these other interviews from then on Um, is amazing. We have a former mentor of mine from high school who is a great educator. She's award-winning educator. Um, And that's someone else that I seek to to highlight in this interview process. But yeah, I love to direct. I love to write. Um, I'm creating shorts with my roomies right now. Um, yeah
0: didn't you just have one recently that you want you can plug
1: yeah so the most recent work that i've done with the roomies is a short film called how to disappear completely and this was written and directed by my good friend emmanuel salazar produced and sound by me and also dp'd by my other good roomie brian navarro um, and so this was a challenge that the three of us set ourselves up for. Um, we started off doing one small short film with about one hundred dollars and then it paid for a McDonald's. We shot it with an iPhone and that transitioned into this latest short film, which was about eight hundred um for food and to pay for, you know certain folks that come in. Uh, certain crew members to come in and help us out um but again this is all very grassroots in our apartment very limited and just really push our boundaries as creative and then slowly we're upscaling the we're, we're upscaling our shorts and we're scale, upscaling the budget just to make sure that we are also expanding our creativity and also make sure that we have rules in place so that we can create more substance with the limited um yeah, so,
0: yeah. that's amazing, that's amazing. Right. well can about... we watch it somewhere or yeah what's, like, the deal so <laughs>
1: So you can watch How to Disappear Completely on my website, that's fredo.com, fredo triple H Um, And you can see our one-minute short film on my Instagram, that's at fredo, at F-R-E-D-O-Triple-H, same as Twitter.
0: And we will be linking all of his social media and whatnot in the description, too, if you are looking for it. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Of course. We'll have many more Let's stories. I'm a blank. How did we get here? And Let's hear it for the girls in future episodes, along with several other fun filled segments and guests.
2: In the meantime, make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at OCS Productions and let us know which segments that you are loving, which segments you're hating. Let us know all about it because it's important. We want to interact with you guys.
0: Yeah. Also, please rate us with a supportive five stars wherever you listen to podcasts and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. And we will catch you next time for more, she said.